Hello, ahoy, and howdy. This is John back with the Occasionally Preposterous podcast. And today, this episode is called Teamwork Makes the Dream Work. There are many things in life that are better as duos Sinister Gates and Zacky Vengeance, Peanut Butter and Chocolate. Peanut butter and fried eggs, peanut butter and literally everything else, and John and Abby to name a few. You get the idea. Something about the slightly almost sweetness of peanut butter with a savory runny fried egg is just heavenly. I could go on, and I might. Ever had peanut butter pancakes and a beer? Best breakfast ever after a 12-hour night shift. Just saying. Another combo, NSAIDs and acetaminophen for back pain. Back pain Specifically, low back pain is a pretty common with worldwide estimates of 7 to 8% of people suffering from some level of lower back pain. Likely an understatement, especially because some people, like myself, refuse to admit it until it becomes a really big problem. Either way, at least 577 million people as of 2017 have some lower back pain. Likely even higher, given that most of us can sit on our butts to work from home and we all have terrible posture. Doesn't help that we have an obesity epidemic, but that's for another time. Pain management is a huge area of study and could be the subject of a new post for many years into the future. However, I want to look at two quick things. First, a study on the effects of non-opioid pain relievers for persistent back pain. This study found that NSAIDs, non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, or muscle relaxants alone or in combination with each other or acetaminophen were effective in reducing low back pain in one week in a sample of over 3,400 subjects. There's a few problems with the study, one being that it did not give which NSAIDs or muscle relaxants were being used, or specific percentages on how many of the participants had relief. Either way, it is something to consider when treating patients with pain who may be hesitant to take in an opioid or who have a very high tolerance for them. Small example. A 45-year-old with abdominal carcinomatosis, and guess what? Back pain. And pain everywhere, really. The opioids could not keep up, and given persistent nausea and constipation, we were hesitant to give more and more. The patient was also convinced that only the opioids would work. Well, it was only one patient. When we explained that combinations may work better than, say, Tylenol alone, the patient was more willing to try the NSAID muscle relaxant acetaminophen combo. And, according to his verbal pain report, it worked. Not saying this should take the place of opioid painkillers, but it's a good alternative for some patients. Of course, gastric bleeding and the like, you should watch out for that. But still, you should be thinking about that already. The last I want to discuss is an article on antidepressants for pain. As someone who takes antidepressants, I am interested in what they do to the body outside of the mental health effects. A meta-analysis looking at 26 comparative studies, over 25,000 adults, found very little evidence to support the use of antidepressants for musculoskeletal pain. I will not go deep in this, but I find it interesting to look at alternative pain control methods and their rationales. Do these medications seem to help in that if one is depressed or suffering from a chronic pain condition, that relieving some of that depression or negative feelings help reduce the perceived pain? These are often given in lower doses than one given for depression, but it may still have some effect. I don't yet know where to go with that, but if I didn't have to go to work in an hour, I might do some more digging right now. But that will have to wait. If you want to know the answer or have thoughts or studies or do know the answer, 
please let me know. The references for this podcast are Antidepressants, Mostly Ineffective, Lackluster for Chronic Pain by P. Anderson from Medscape Medical News from 2023, originally from the BMJ, February 1st, 2023. Global Low Back Pain Prevalence in Years Lived with Disability from 1990 to 2017. Estimates from the Global Burden of Disease Study, 2017 by Wu et al. in the Annals of Translational Medicine in March 2020. Finally, Non-Opioid Pharmacologic Management of Acute Low Back Pain, a Level 1 of Evidence Systematic Review by Baronici et al. in the Journal of Orthopedic Research from February 2023. I hope you got a little bit out of that podcast, and if you did or if you didn't, if you loved it or if you hated it, Please subscribe, share it with anybody else, share my blog, spread the word around. And if you have any ideas, critiques, criticisms, it takes a lot to hurt my feelings. So please rip me a new one or tell me what you like or tell me how to make this better. Anyway, I love y'all and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.